God is with you. Let us pray. Divine love, undaunted by death and fear, who went to the depths to bring back life. In the power of the cross, shape a people of service, breaking bread for a hungry world. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. The Museum of Natural History in New York is one of my favorite places in the world. It has nothing to do with the Night at the Museum franchise. For me, the Natural History Museum evokes what scholar Mary Evelyn Tucker calls worldly wonder a fascination with the interconnectedness of all physical reality. Walking up the steps of the building on the Upper West Side and gazing across at Central Park ignites my imagination. And then inside the building, those wonders grow. The history of nature unfurls before your eyes. One hall in particular stands out, the Hall of the Universe. In the center of the room's transparent glass cube, there is a spiraling pathway that ushers visitors through the 13 billion years of the universe. All of time is laid out on this pathway with space proportionate to time. It begins with a simulation of the Big Bang, then the formation of the galaxies, and on through the emergence of our solar system and planet. The final stretch of the path begins with the emergence of life on Earth in the Cenozoic period 60 million years ago. The path ends with a single human hair suspended in a circle of glass. That one hair represents all of human history. In the great room of the history of the universe, we are one hair. The flesh counts for nothing, the NIV Bible translates today's passage. For the last five weeks, the lectionary has been chewing on the Bread of Life discourse in John. It has had us slowly working over this passage in mind-numbing fashion. We read about the feeding of the 5,000, what sustains us, our daily bread, the chirp, trusting that God will be enough, and then vampire Jesus reminded us that what we eat, watch, read, and consume shapes who we become. Now, finally, the Bread of Life discourse is coming to a close. 
the people listening to Jesus at this point have had enough. Jesus, we were with you until all this stuff about eating your flesh. Thanks, but no thanks, they say. Somehow Jesus says something even less appealing after that. The flesh is useless. It is the spirit that gives life. This one has me packing my bags. It sounds like Jesus is just one more voice in thousands who are making us feel bad about our bodies, who are shaming us through our bodies, who, are, who is discrediting bodily, bodily experience and the precious gift of life. But that is not what Jesus is saying. It's nearly impossible for us in 2021 to hear this as John wrote it. There's a chasm which divides us, and its name is Neoplatonism. In the 3rd to 5th century, philosophers in the Roman Empire sought to bridge the gap between Plato's notions of forms and ideals. This resulted in a number of beautiful ideas, such as Plotinus's maxim, the absolute has its center everywhere, but its circumference nowhere. I love that. But Neoplatonism also left us with even greater division. Neoplatonism divided the human in three, mind, body, and soul, or mind, body, and spirit. The effect over time was to rank these three such that the body is dead last, which, many argue, led to the sinfulness of the body, sexual suppression, and ecological destruction, particularly following the Industrial Revolution. However we judge that history, we must acknowledge that John's Gospel was written over 200 years before Neoplatonism. When John's Jesus talks about spirit and flesh, it is a different conversation than we are used to. For us, a helpful analogy is time. We can think about time on the small scale, the 24-hour news cycle, the drama of the present, and we have a duty to live into the present. The horrors of the pandemic, the hardships in Haiti, the disaster in Afghanistan as the Taliban regained control this last week. We have an obligation to share the story of 19-year-old Crystal Bayat, who led a protest in Kabul on Friday. She had never lived under the Taliban, yet she now was facing death threats for organizing this protest. She said that she was not afraid to die in order to resist, in order to live into the fullness of life. We have a duty to listen to Crystal and to do all we can to help her. But we also have a duty to step into geologic time and beyond. To view the world through the eyes of eternity. 
Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. All of us will die. This is a fact. I personally think mortality is a part of the grace of God. That is another matter. However you slice it, in the context of all history, our lives are fleeting. Humanity itself is but the width of a single human hair. We can spend our brief, wondrous life attending to our appetites, eating whatever we want, buying things for ourselves, frittering our lives away by fixating on our desires and numbing our pain, or, or we can use what has been given us to partner with love eternal. We can help the people we meet. We can support those in need. We can work toward the greater good, which compiles and spreads through all time and space. Love is never wasted. It never spoils. As the Apostle Paul reminds us, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. Love has its center everywhere, but its circumference nowhere. Jesus, the bread of life, the word of eternal life, was fully human, flesh and blood in all its miraculous fragility. And Jesus showed us what to do with our one wild and precious life. To give it to those we love. To participate in love eternal. To trust in a life we cannot yet comprehend. Whose center is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. Amen. The mustard seed this week is to contemplate a human hair. Find one hair from your head or from your partner's head or whatever and take a look at it and consider the width of humanity. Consider our place. Know our place in this grand history. And know that you can do amazing things with the little that we are given. Have a great week.
with trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, We pray this week for the people of Afghanistan, that they may find a way forward amidst their strife. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not into temptation, but deliver us from Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.